Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. You're listening to Comedy Central. Now hiring. Beyonce's new Renaissance album and some of the lyrics from the album have inspired some of her fans to quit their job. What? Huh? There is an line in the song titled Break My Soul Mm -hmm. and she says and I quote now I just fell in love and I just quit my job so women heard Beyonce talking about how hard this job is unstable women be nice and let me quit this damn job and they did Mm. you got to be a dumb motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Walking to your stable job that you can't stand mm. without a plan. Correct. I'm not surprised to be Beyonce fans uh, acting like this and also being dumb. I mean, these are the same people who lifted Beyonce up as the I don't need a man queen when she was making all this Facts. fuck that nigga mm. as mm. she was cooking eggs mm-hmm. for her husband. So mm-hmm. I expect these people to run out and quit a job because Beyonce, a person who has a very enviable job. Because Beyonce said so. <laughs> say you need to quit your job. Like, she mm. ain't quit shit. She just put an album out. She obviously has not quit her job. <laughs> and he cheated. So and ain't she nobody paid it. She was like, all the single ladies. It was like, fuck yeah. And then she put a wedding ring on. Fuck, fuck Beyonce fans. <laughs> Wait a minute now. <laughs> First of all, now the words that you just heard, that's from Ryder. <laughs> Absolutely. My name is Roy. This is my job fair. Beautiful, beautiful Wednesday to you. Wednesday is the most beautiful day of the week. We are the podcast that explores employment by meeting you, the listeners. You fucking, I, I don't know what I'm saying. I got a note from Corpus that I'm sort of, I should explain what the podcast is. Uh, it sounded good. You were you were rolling pretty well for flowing, a second. It was nice. Fuck it. We talk to people about work and shit. And sometimes it's meaningful. And sometimes we talk about monkeys throwing dogs off the roof. A lot of feedback from from the animal community. That's not nice. (laughs) They were not Ah. pleased. 
Jacqueline, you're fine. Everybody was happy with your performance last week. It's still sad. It's so sad. Well, so wait a minute. We're not going to talk about the elephant in the room. What's the elephant in the room, Jacqueline? Your mama's a Delta? You said an elephant in the room. Your mama's a Delta. Go ahead. Delta, the mascot. Delta Sigma Theta. Yeah, my mama's an elephant in the room. So, Emmy nominated. (laughs) Neutral ground. my mama. That has. Jacqueline. And comes from executive producer Roy Wood Jr. A film by C.J. Hunt. Can I just say Emmy number no Yes. Uh, Royce, you got Emmy number Evans, on, baby. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. uh, yes. you got coming. He's in the picture. I am officially an Emmy-nominated producer for a wonderful documentary. C.J. Hunt is the director on that one, though, so good for C.J. Hunt. Now, let me also make it clear, J.G., this is for documentary and news. An Emmy is an Emmy if you get one. A nomination's a nomination. But, uh... Have my people email the Emmy people and go, yeah, does this mean I get tickets to the uh, the big glitz primetime gala September 12th on CBS? Mm. To which they said, we do news and documentary Emmys two weeks later. Nobody gives a fuck about you motherfuckers. <laughs> we will see you September 29th in New York City in a Ramada Inn ballroom. No. Nice. No. No. It's not a Ramada, but it, I'm not. it ain't the Kodak Theater. I'm not going to give you that. I'm not going to give you that. Because hey, you know. I'm not shitting on it. I'm being silly. A lot of people worked very hard on that film, so it's That's really dope, good man. to see it. Uh, we got nominated for Best Historical Documentary. Um, you know, we're up against a couple other really, really quality programs. So it's time now to get into Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. Florida A&M University has opened an investigation after a student posed butt naked on campus in a cap and gown with a degree. Strike and strike again. Into photos? Oh, yeah, JG. No. Oh, she's butt naked in front of Booty butt naked. We have this really dope statue. I just put it in the chat there for you, JG. Okay. Don't worry. It's backside nudity. She ain't show the taco. She ain't show a choco taco. Oh, my God. Discontinued if she did that. The young woman, Terracool. Oh, look at that cute um, bro. Right. Keep on going. Yeah. She got another fro. Oh. Now she butt naked. She's butt naked on campus in front of it. There's a historical rattlesnake sculpture that students now traditionally take their graduation photos in front of. Okay. So they can have a big, you know, their moment. And so Terrica decided to, you know, turn it up a notch in a pair of Christian Louis Batons and a rattlesnake dreadlock wig and be butt booty naked while holding her diploma. And a lot of people was going, you can't be doing that. This young woman has graduated from Florida A&M University with a master's degree. Hmm. And I feel like for what you pay to go to college, you should be able to wear and do whatever the fuck you want. Well, she's not wearing anything. Good. Good for her. I feel like you graduated. It's your time. And she did it clearly in the middle of the night. It ain't like there's mad people out on the quads. So she tried to be a little bit respectful. 
Or it could have been just as soon as the sun went down. Who knows? It's, it's Florida. I don't know. It's Tallahassee. Fam, you in the hood. You can't be that naked at 2 in the morning. Niggas will smell it. You got to knock that out at 8.30. <laughs> I told you it might have been right as the sun went down. I couldn't really tell. I'm going to trust your judgment on it. I'm, I'm just going to say, I support the sister. I ain't going to front. I mean, I, I, go ahead with it. I ain't mad at it. Said Terika in a caption on Instagram, quote, anybody who knows me knows that I've been dressing provocative my whole life. Mm. There are a lot of assumptions that have came with me accepting my body. A lot of people question my capabilities and intelligence solely based on how I choose That's to dress fair. as I'm standing here with my master's degree at the tender age of 24. I'm living proof that clothes do not define you. I encourage everybody to embrace their bodies okay. and step outside social norms. Congratulations to you, Terika. And I hope that this does not come up in any Google search results from anyone <laughs> trying to hide. I'm sure. But she's going to be a therapist. I support all of this. Yes. The therapy, that's fine. That, that She'll be fine. No, I like mm -hmm. that, that but, she's going to be a therapist because she understands and values that there's more than just what people look at. Now, would I have done this? No. But I like her body positivity. Rod, you saw the picture. Yeah, this shit is dumb and pointless, and it is not fucking. It is not thirteen oh seven. There's nothing powerful about that picture. You can embrace your body in some fucking clothes. All she's doing is drawing negative attention to herself, and it's just like Roy said when she goes to get a job and people start searching her. All they're gonna see is some fucking stripper. It's, it's not. It's not gonna be a good thing. I don't want that to be the case for her. I implore people to find more more intelligent things to empower them. Getting well, naked is, is not a form of empowerment. At any point you're trying to make by being naked is just going to be passed off as psychosis. Statement <laughs> from Florida a University Department of Communications. Quote, FAMU is aware of a post circulating on social media of a student photographed in front of the Rattler statue. VP of Student Affairs has said that they are aware and we are currently investigating the incident. There were rumors on like in FAMU alumni groups that they were going to take her degree and like oh, no. don't graduate. But that's not true. I've spoken right. with some people that are in that are like actually in the administrative part of the university. Worst case scenario, she pays a fine She and they don't release her diploma until she pays a fine. So it might be $500. It's probably less than a G. She could crowdfund that, post OnlyFans, and she therapist OnlyFans. Mm. I mean, Only if it's under, if it's under five. I'm about to say. <laughs> if it's under 500, I'll pay it. Mm. Shit. <laughs> I'll pay it. If they, Terica, okay, there you go. So, Terica, if wow. our beloved alma mater finds you under five, if it's, if it's over 500, motherfucker, I don't know what to take. <laughs> but if it's under $500, Terica, I got you to cover that because, you know, you have every right if you want to be butt naked, be butt naked. To curtail future butt naked occurrences, Florida A&M has put out a 24-hour Rattler watch sign next to the statue, reminding you that video surveillance is in progress at all times. Some poor security guard has to just fucking sit and stare at a screen and watch people take pictures and just make and check for clothes. Get your naked ass out from down that statue. 
<laughs> you put a speaker in the snake mouth. <laughs> I see you naked down there. Come on, the young lady. Young lady. Uh, statue rattling. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. That's what you really need. That tail starting to rattle when people start taking the inappropriate pictures. Big ass metal statue just start rattling the tail. Oh, that'd be perfect. I do think that you have created some potential employment hurdles for yourself down the road, Terica. Yeah. I do. But nonetheless, Terica, if you run into any drama down there, just know at least one rattler's got your back. And uh, give me a call if you if you need a couple of dollars to make sure you get your diploma because I am here to tell you firsthand there are far worse crimes that have occurred on that <laughs> campus at the hands of students. <laughs> And they still got their degree. Mm. And I'm not talking oh, about anybody beautiful. that worked in the campus post office and was stealing credit cards. I'm not talking about <laughs> no. For that, Terrica, oh. we wish you well into the job market that awaits you in therapy. And you are Cody's most outstanding yes. employee of the week. Congratulations. Terrica, don't you forget to strike and strike again. If that first place tells you today like your naked picture, you just keep going to the next place. Somebody going to hold you down. You know what, Terrica, if they bring that up, actually, you need to go ahead and have a rebuttal ready for that. The rebuttal is the caption on her Instagram post. I hope she had a cape. <laughs> no, there ain't no cape. There ain't nothing else inside. Was, there ain't no. Uh-uh. no, I'm know. saying after she finishes the shoot, they put a cape around you. Remember, I work with naked people. Oh, you try. Oh, you on your intimacy coordinator shit. They don't care about that in Florida. You put a cape. <laughs> She's like a naked girl put her on college campus and trying right. not to get caught by security. Ain't nobody out there with no damn director's chair and no makeup right. and vanity and no fucking cable. Quiet on the set. Three Quiet. Assistants. <laughs> Quiet. There's titties on the set. We got to take this picture. She put that baby, somebody, her baby daddy put that baby all on her and then they started snapping pictures and then she ran That's away. That's it. How do you know she has a baby? You are not just going to labor her. Stop I got you. You're not going to labor her. Worse than first time. Now, if you all recall, um, a couple weeks ago, we had an old episode of Rod's Relationship Fair. And uh, we talked about the military. A lot of fucking that be going on in the military. Okay. And uh, uh, JG, who do we have on the line? Because they, in the midst of that email, they alluded to a a job that I was extremely curious about. And we're going to get into the... The freaky deaky military shit real quick with her. But I, I also want to talk about their uh, their form of employment. Who's on the line? We have Joy. She is a listener. And she, as you said, has written in to give us a fair critique of the show. Joy has served our country as a civil servant for over 15 years. And she now works in intelligence. And welcome, Joy. Thank you. Joy. Yay. Welcome to the job fair. Now, we did not know that you knew Third until Third confessed on the air to keeping you from our book of Hayat, which would have made the show balanced in the first fucking place. (laughs) My bad. Yes, he did. He is a good friend and I appreciate him um, protecting me. But you didn't protect yourself, Joy. So you're here Correct. now. Hello. I, I exposed myself. I can't do nothing for you. Now, 
we talked about the scam that is the military and all the freaky dickiness. So we're going to get to the story about you getting cheated on by one of our heroes. Hero. Yes. They're heroes. And stretch. we will let Rod unpack to high hell everything that went right and wrong in that relationship. Sounds good. But first, I want to talk about this civil servant. Work. All right. Because a lot of traveling with that. You got to be overseas, right? Mm-hmm. Are you doing a lot of that stuff domestically? Did you choose to go abroad? Break break down to us that occupation. Well, I am a civil servant in the vein that I am an employee with the federal government. I do not work for the civil service, which is part of the U.S. Department of State. Gotcha. So okay, I okay. apologize if I've disappointed you or misled you in any way. No, no, no. no. You look for the government. That's what we're talking about today. We're talking about the government. Nobody knows the branches of government anyway, but go ahead. I'm about to say not except I for those branches of government. What are the branches of government, Roy Wood Jr.? There's, there's federal court, there's state court, <laughs> there's family court. <laughs> the three branches. That's the three branches right there. No, Joy. Throw in tax court, you can't. <laughs> Family. I went to college. I'm sorry. (laughs) Quite all right. Quite all right. Uh, But yes, I've been a civil servant for 15 years. I have been with the Defense Intelligence Agency for the entire length of my career. And I entered the federal government uh, just getting my foot in the door. I took an administrative position and also as a security uh, specialist and I transitioned to analysis. So for the last 13 years, I have been an intelligence analyst uh, with DIA. And the mission of the Defense Intelligence Agency is to provide military intelligence to our war fighters and our defense policymakers. Um, so we can have um, good working relationships with our foreign partners and our allies. For me, that's Central America. So the entire immigration um, issue, um, drugs, the whole nine, all of those issues that fall within that lane and from those particular regions or that emanate from those particular regions that directly travel northward to our borders, um, we work towards making sure that we have the best possible relationship along the defense realm with those nations. And just like that, we got an avocado hookup, son. What? She's oh, got yeah. all the intelligence, B. It's what she does. You know what I mean? And, and before all that, if I may, very quickly, where did you possibly get educated? What place possibly prepared you for such a arduous and wonderful job? Yes. Could you let us you know? You went to Florida and m Joy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Not at all. Snakes are bad. I matriculated (laughs) at the one and only where we help make history and we make a choice to change the world. The Spelman College. Let them know. In Atlanta, Georgia. Let them know. There we go. My bad. My bad. Carry on. But go ahead. You said something interesting as you walked us through where you are now. You said that you took an administrative position when you transitioned into this job. Talk a little bit about making that decision from leaving something stable to just getting your foot in the door Mm. in a lesser capacity and what went through that decision. Because that's a bet that a lot of people aren't willing to make on themselves because, you know, 
once you've worked your way up one ladder to find out that you want to do something else and you have to start at the bottom of that ladder, mm. how hard was it to humble yourself or did you just look at that as part of the process? I tell people all the time that my process was, I believe it truly was ordained and ordered by God because I previously to accepting this uh, position, I was a teacher in Virginia public schools, uh, specifically at my alma mater, where I taught um, an African-American history class and U.S. Virginia government. So I spent three, four years teaching government to working for the federal government. I love my students, but was tired of the adults. So I needed a change, particularly mm-hmm. after my last check with summer school. And I, hello. <laughs> and I looked for I looked for a job in August, um, got a call back in September, interviewed mid-October, um, was informed I got the job the day before. Well, essentially Christmas Eve had my security oh. interview in January and started 20 February, which is typically unheard of because it usually takes people about a year to get their security clearance. Um, so that's hard. I, that's right. So I knew this was that's... the place for me. We are counter narcotics analysts. Counter narcotics. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I absolutely love the mission. And Good. I decided to transition to analysis one because that's where my true interest was. And there is a program um, established within the agency where you can become a career switcher. So you can transition into another hmm. career field. And about a year, year and a half into my career, I applied and was accepted. And the rest is history. I know there's only so much you can tell us about what you do because it is a matter of national security. And even if it's just focusing on drugs and all of that type of stuff, how much do we not know about drug smuggling? How much does Hollywood get wrong mm. about the narcotic trade? Like I heard a statistic a long time ago where they said that like at the ports, they li- physically they can only check like three percent of wow. the ships or something absurd because they just don't have the manpower. The t- commerce would stop. How much do you think we know about just the the idea of drug smuggling? What, and that's a bit of a twofold answer, what you mentioned as far when as- When you're in the room with the drone camera, what you be seeing? <laughs> that's what we're trying Sir, to ask. Sir, I am not B613. Let's be very clear. <laughs> Let's be very clear. <laughs> I do not report to any of those individuals, no. Um, nor if I did, I- value by life. But um, Mm -hmm. what you said is correct. Um, We do not have the resources. And I'll say not just the U.S., no country has the resources to... Nobody. And since you focused on maritime, I'll just say that. No country has the resources to monitor the amount of um, drug trafficking in any particular lane, particularly maritime, because once those contain one, just the vast size of the containers, the size of the ports, the number of ports just within our country and much less worldwide, it is very consuming. I cannot give you a specific number, but it is definitely below 10, 10%. It's highly likely that it's below 10%. 
Wait, now, Joy, now, when you say security clearance, like, okay, now, when you get hired at a regular job, they just, you fill out, you circle on the application. You didn't kill nobody, did you? And then you no. circle no. And then you're hired. It, when you're working in government, secure, security at your level, we talking satellite imagery, infrared type shit. What is that process of getting cleared? Like, if you got cleared that fast, how long should it take? What are they checking for? Are they checking your family history? Are they checking your drug history? Are they clipping hairs? Yeah. Checking your hair for THC from two years ago? Well, they are banking on you actually being honest about your THC level. But yes, they are checking your family history. Um, your family history is being checked. Your residential history. Your credit. Um, oh, God. Um, ultimately, a so criminal background, your criminal work history. Ultimately, now they check your social history. Yes, check your absolutely. Social, history. Since social media is such a player. Um, ultimately, and depending on and depending on how deep you go, they'll bring all that shit up in your interview too. True. Um, because uh, you know, if you was out there, let's say, thotting it up for a couple of years when you was in school and out of school, and then you decide that you was going to be a foreign service officer, they will call you out in your interview about it. And the best thing you can do. Trust me, it's tell the truth. If you lie, you damn near fail the exam right there. You do better just to be like, yeah, I smoked a lot of weed and I was a stripper doing Freaknik. And they were like, oh, okay. Absolutely. All right, that's good to know, Mr. Cooper. I'm like, what? Because it right. shows trust. Because it shows right. trust. Also, there's there's that point about the federal government as well. They do have a mandate right now for people that look like us that they're pushing to get specifically the FBI. So I'm just putting that out there. Yes. Um, diversity and, and inclusion is are the buzz terms right now um, across the board. And the FBI has been actively recruiting people of color for the hard. last decade. I I can decade. affirmatively say that. Hard. Um, yep. And um, of the three-letter uh, federal agencies in the defense realm, I will give kudos to DIA. They are the most have the most diversity and inclusion of the other three-letter agencies, i.e., mm. CIA, DEA, etc. Um, still a ways to go, but we definitely um, are leading. The charge in that realm. Young people who are hired straight out of college, they're clearing about 45 and you can get on the the track for um, your promotions and, of course, make incrementally higher. The range goes up to GS-15. And then after you become you can become a select um, senior executive and then. That's where the bigger bucks. And one last thing for me, and I think this is extremely important. Once you pass all of this stuff and get in, it's really hard to get fired. I mean, it's paperwork on top of paperwork. You could almost kill somebody and keep your job. You are correct, ma'am. You literally have to. Really? um, It is. Uh It is. You have to have done something very extreme to be relieved from your job. Um, I know one individual who was. A child molester um, who was removed from his position. Um, Yo, hold up. You got real quiet. You got, no, wrong. No, you got real quiet. She said a child. <laughs> Typically it has to be something very extreme because the agency usually will find another position. will move yes. you to a different office, a different position to find exactly a better Exactly how the fit. church does it with child molesters. <laughs> <laughs> after the break we're gonna have a little 
what do they call it, JG, when you add a little more to something? Is it an addendum? An addendum, yes. We're going to add an addendum to Rod's relationship fair from a couple of weeks ago. And um, we're going to get into Joy's story as a military spouse. It's a job fair. We'll be right back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Job fair. Down South Georgia girl. Snuck on the microphone today. Oh, Rhonda, a researcher. On Hello. the fly. Rhonda, we don't get to talk to you much. Somebody somebody emailed the show. They're like, I want to know more about the staff. And, you know, we already did an episode. We pointed them to that episode. Mm-hmm. How you been? How you been, Rhonda? What's been going on over there? I I have been okay, you know, trying to balance everything that you can in life work personal everything else trying not to catch covid or or monkey pox oh i have a question for you down south georgia girl before we before we welcome rod um why did you get a peloton why yeah, um, jg so- jg has <laughs> exuded a degree of peloton envy uh, yeah with you Definitely envy. I don't. It's a it's a stationary bicycle with a screen that connects mm-hmm. on the Internet with other people mm-hmm. also riding the bike at the same time. So it's yep. just a fucking group chat for exercise. Why oh. is that better than just clipping it's, an iPad to the fucking handlebars no. of your Mm-mm. shit and going to YouTube Mm-mm. and just picking Mm-mm. POV bike ride? Mm-mm. And pretending you're going through the winding hills. It's so much bigger than just the bike. Peloton is so much more than just the bike. It is like a community. There, um, like you mentioned, just having the iPad. It is not the same as putting the iPad on the the screen. I could cast it to my smart TV. I could do a just ride. I could do a scenic ride. I could do on-demand rides. I could do live rides. It's not the same. I could high-five my 
people who are supporting me while we ride. They have amazing communities. Like there's this huge group called called Black Girl Magic, <laughs> where we encourage each other to ride and through our fitness goals. Okay. But you, so the, you also the, have so the, yes, that's it's the a part. community. Rhonda's officially susceptible to cults. No, no. Everything she just said, she just repeated back to us the shit that's in the brochures. The way they tell you, listen, people gonna tell you you're stupid for buying an eight thousand dollar workout bike, but let me tell you why you need it. And she just said all the shit the salesman said. Yeah, I'm about to say you damn near sold me. I was, was, I'm pretty impressed. The spit spit is there, Rhonda. The spit is but there, But it's more girl. than the bike. They have yoga. They have walking. They have bar. They have dance. They have running. All of like, that is on YouTube. It's so much more than just the bike. At the store in New York, they have two security guards out front, and they're all well-dressed. That sounds like the outside <laughs> of the Scientology building. I was about to say, right, it's the same security <laughs> no. that works in Scientology building. <laughs> no. right, right around the corner from Peloton, the exact same security. They have a studio in New York where people do live rides. Yeah. So I wonder if that's where... Oh, you're not just getting in there because I was walking past and I was like, oh, can I... They were like, ma'am, you need an appointment. And I'm nicely dressed. And they were like, no, ma'am. That is Scientology. (laughs) Totally Scientology, bro. If it makes you happy and it makes you active, it is net positive, Rhonda. Happy is still... (laughs) <laughs> still out there exercising and achieving your goals uh, it's time to drive this show off the rails like we always do with this brother it's named Side Dude of the Year by National Geographic 2004-2013 he is the inventor of the crotchless panty he's not properly credited for it but he did come up with it first his mama named him Narado. we call him Rod for short Rod bring you on this program to give people of opposite race something to talk about to give people something to talk about with co-workers of the opposite race or just a co-worker you can't stand hmm. sometimes a motherfucker you okay. just don't like and you ain't heard the Beyonce album you just go <laughs> goddamn. did you hear Beyonce no I ain't heard it either but I heard she got a bunch of people to quit their job maybe you should do what Beyonce told you cause I can't stand you we turn it over to you, Rod. Well, we've been talking a lot about uh, relationships today, so let's keep that rolling. In the in the world of black relationships, uh, R&B singer Neo is currently in a oh, no. some relationship oh. trouble. His wife of the last eight years oh. made a long, drawn-out Instagram post about how he's been cheating on her raw with prostitutes. Oh, he wrote the, the entirety song. of their relationship and in I don't give a fuck news uh, Neo liked said post he liked the nigga hit the like button on the you've been cheated on me with prostitutes post I swear to god Wow. Wow. You Negroes must be stuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no words. I have nothing. (laughs) 
Yeah. Hilarious. It's getting good too. Apparently, one of one of the ladies he's been cheating with has apparently come out and said that she is expecting. So, <gasps> damn. No. It's about to get gritty in the neo household. <laughs> There we go. Thank you, Rhonda. For the sake of our children, my family, and I will work through our challenges behind closed doors, said Neo in a public statement. Personal matters are not meant to be addressed and dissected in public forums. I simply ask that you please respect me and my family's privacy at this time. Well, you know, I always said, I said this um, in one of my hour specials. If your marriage is public, that divorce need to be on Front Street too. You don't get to share your engagement photos and all of that happy shit. And then when that shit crash and burn, motherfucker be like, we just want you to respect our pride. No, nope. nigga, what happened? <laughs> especially if I especially if I went to the wedding. If you don't want to tell the public, fine. But anybody who showed up to that wedding should be getting a personal, like you ever join an email fan club? <laughs> nigga, I should like get a newsletter. A, <laughs> yes. I, okay, you have a point. Hey guys. It's Neo and Crystal. <laughs> we want to update you on some hot things that are happening. <laughs> you got a point because if it's a traditional ceremony, they say things like, because you are here witnessing this ceremony, you're supposed to help keep this couple together and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, they should update you. Now that part I don't agree with. I'm not finna work to keep y'all. If I'm Neo's friend and I find out he raw dog and prostitute, hey, hey man, you shouldn't be doing that. Shouldn't you? Uh, be considering the children. Like, yeah, you got you got to wrap it up. You can't you can't be uh, you can't be rowing sex workers like that. You, mm-hmm. you, he should be wrapping it up. I mean, he want to hit some prostitutes. That's his business. But wrap it up, Neo. Come on, man. I mean, I would say that with anybody, not just a sex worker. You don't know where all these choco tacos being lately. <laughs> I mean, that's true. But you know, in in the in the world of wearing condoms and not wearing condoms. The number one that you always wear condoms with is sex workers. You you gotta okay. you gotta wrap that up. Factual. And even if you don't have a condom, just get like a subway bag. Huh? Like oh my that. god, anything. Just something. You just can't roll like you know, like when you get carry out that little bag that the little utensils come in. That's, that's kind of like a condom. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely thicker. Uh, it one side work. of that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to MacGyver use some rubbers. You know? You mm. Be crafty. Crafty. Put a little sausage casing on that thing. <laughs> Get the wax paper out some bacon and rinse it off and put that on. Oh, that's so Mm-hmm. No words. Come back with no words. I have nothing. Nothing. Oh. <laughs> I'm good. I need JD's theory. I swear to God. I need your theory, JG. Glue a banana peel back together and slip that on there. Stop, stop talking. Jesus Christ. No. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> What's your theory, JG? Because she acted so impulsive. And I'm not saying that she's not hurt and that she's not wrong and all of those things. But she didn't, number one, th- 
she did. She thought about how this would impact him, but the reason she acted so impulsively is he brought an STD home. Like a child? A child is an <laughs> STD, that is that's true. STD of that all is time. a whole STD. That's the oh, worst shit. damn when you STD marry? you can get. I'd rather come out yeah. with sex HIV positive than with a goddamn baby. No. Yes. No. Because she didn't. I'm not going to say I fully encourage that, but I'm not going to say I disagree with you on that, right? That's all I'm saying. There are treatments for HIV, and you can live with the disease comfortably and not debilitate your life. A child, not so much. There's no cure for a child. Children are beautiful. Word. How many you got? You want you want son? How many you got? How beautiful it is? Especially after what the Supreme Court just did. Jacqueline's already. Look at her. Look, look. Frozen screen. Bam. Don't be pretending Already. Frozen. You ain't frozen at all. Look at that shit. <laughs> Let's flip it up for the folks real quick, right? Um, as as usual, in 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 Whiteville, USA, and Whiteville across the globe, uh, white people's love of dogs is becoming detrimental. And I'm going to need y'all to pull it back a little bit. A woman was recently visiting America from the UK. She and a friend of hers were over there traveling around Europe. The friend said, would you like to go hit America for a little while? And they came to the States, decided to take the girl's dog on a walk through a state park in North Dakota. Or was it South Dakota? Whichever one Custer State Park is at, I think it's South Dakota. Um, and they were walking and they encountered a bison. A large, heaving male bison. Oh. And of course. they decided to trail behind it. They figured it wouldn't be a good idea, but they had already given the dog all of their water on the hike. So they needed to get home to get supplies. So thanks to them turning all their water supply over to the dog, they had to trail behind this bison to try to get home. They said he was about 100 yards away when he turned on a dime and charged them, stopped right in front of them and stood there for a few seconds, then proceeded to tear his horns through the woman from the UK's thighs lifted her in the air Uh, entry and exit wound tore her femoral artery and she is very blessed to not have bled out she survived barely and is in very bad shape all because they decided the dog was thirsty (laughs) why do you put that on the end because that's what happened white people if you're on a hike Come on, Do Ron. not give the dog the last of the fucking water. Come on, If they bro. wouldn't have done Come that, on, they could have waited that bison out for 20, 30 minutes. But nope, Talk because they about to die dehydration because of a dog. They had to run behind the bison and he almost took Neither one of them one out. one of y'all was in danger. Neither one of y'all was in danger of dehydration until the second day. Easy. Like on some delirium type shit. Like you can make it two hours thirsty. It ain't comfortable, but you'll be fine. I didn't know that. You'll be fine. Exactly. <laughs> you can go three days without water. I watch <laughs> Naked and Afraid and Bear Grylls. I know all. I know how long till I die. You watch alone. <laughs> I watch all them shows. 
I, but look at this. Look at this is a book that's in my office right now. This is a book I literally <laughs> own. Extreme, Extreme survival. survival. I'm not mad at that, sir. <laughs> Air, sea, and land survival techniques, practical advice, and street skills, and self defense shown step by step. Wilderness, terrorism, air, land, sea. Yeah. You bought that book when you found out the pandemic was real, didn't you? You was like, oh shit, here. Nigga got that book in April 2020. (laughs) Who the hell bought you a book? It's a nice book, too. Don't nobody buy books for nobody no more. That shit real nice. Coffee table book. I like it. Where do you think you're going to end up? I don't understand. Where do you you think you're going to end up that you need to know what's in that book? You don't know. know. Thank you, Down South Georgia Girl. How to prevent a bison attack. This is not from my book. This is from (laughs) my book. I'm sure it's in there. Be aware of your surroundings. Make noise to make them aware of your presence. Stay at least 25 yards away, preferably 100 yards. Never hike between bison because you could be separating a cow and her calf. She'll lose her shit. Do not approach a bison. Never touch a bison. And be super careful in July and August because that is mating season and the bulls are much more. Them boys ornery. That's a lot of, that's a whole lot of words and sentences to convey stay the fuck away from over there. Stay the fuck away from the fucking bison. Why why are they saying all of that? It's like when you're watching like old kung fu flicks and and the Chinese person says like 30 words and then the subtitle says, yes, I am. It's like that. That's a whole lot of fucking talking for how do you prevent a bison attack? Stay your ass away from around now. The end. How about that? <laughs> Can you see a bison? The Go the other way. On, That's how you do it. Can you see the bison? Go in the opposite direction. Right. Every page, every page in the book is just fucking stay the fuck around. <laughs> That's all you got. It's just that simple. Rod's extreme survival book. <laughs> it's just that motherfucking say, it's one page. Stay the fuck from round up. In all That's scenarios it. to protect yourself. Stay the fuck from round now. The end. <laughs> man, yeah. Why would you get a dog to water? But then again, like, I don't know, man. I, like the dog ain't like dogs can't save you in a situation like that like if y'all get stranded in the woods like that the motherfucker in that situation that needs to be hydrated and alert is the human not the fucking dog let that motherfucker get tired and hot keep your water human keep your fucking water how hard is that like I don't understand again um, white people um, it's rare that I even say this to white people but white people Please keep your damn water and stop talking to animals in the fucking wild. Like for us, please. I'm just begging you, white people who do this. Like, stop talking to bears. Do everything and you, can, be you can to fight your I wonder if we can pet it, Gene, white people. Please. The podcast is Uncle Rod Story Corner. <laughs> you can get it wherever you listen to this fine podcast. Uh, let's get back to joy real quick. Bless up. Scam of the week time. Joining us back on the show now, a new friend of the show, Joy, who uh, was very kind to break down that government work and how you can't get fired until mm-hmm. you, till they find child porn on oh. one of your computers. Mm. It's got to take a lot to get out of one of them government jobs. And uh, 
We appreciate that. But let's get to the shit, Rod. Let's go. Uh, yeah. The reason why Joy's here in the first place. Now, we normally would tuck the story away for our quarterly Rod Relationship Fair episodes, but I feel like it's important we add this now as an addendum since we're still in the wake of the military sex episode. Joy, I'll, I'll hand it over to Rod because Rod is the one that's going to have all the curiosities on this one. Uh, but walk us through being married to, a, and I'm still going to call him a hero. He's still over there trying to take a bullet hero. for free. Well, he's Silly not the over there. He's more down there Cheater. in Florida, but that's okay. Oh, down there. Down there. Oh, ooh, okay. All right. Well, he was serving in the Navy. Apparently, he's very wet. Wait, wait. Respect. I'm so sorry, Jim. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. six. But... Before we get into oh, the shit, wow. Joy, talk, just on the scam side, talk a little bit about the trust that is needed to be in a relationship with someone when one of you all is going to be gone six to 12 months at a time. There is immense trust that needs to be established, assuming that you want to have a monogamous relationship. Um, and actually, I'll just say... Um, even if your relationship is open, you still need to have that trust because even in open relationships, there are indeed rules. Um, no, I, I personally was not open <laughs> to sharing. Um, but you laid that rule out, correct? That was very clear. Okay. Very clear. Very clear. I'm aware of people who've had conversations with their spouse prior to them deploying and saying, mm -hmm. hey, babe, you know, I know it's going to be a long time. You go on and do what you got to do. I know you coming home. So and and people have that understanding. Um, again, that was not an agreement that I ever made. Um, and at least in my situation, um, and it doesn't always have to be when someone is deployed. It could also be when your spouse or significant other has PCS. And for the civilians, that is when uh, a military member has transitions or moves to their next duty station, mm -hmm. which is typically three years. And some some spouses and some families choose not to travel with that military member um, mm -hmm. because they could be comfortable at home and don't want to uproot their child or their children. Um, they may not just like the area. It's like, I'm kicking it in Texas. Or well, your own career could keep you tethered to the Absolutely. Existing. Absolutely, which was part okay. of my case as well. So then when you all are communicating, and this is just from an employment aspect, you dating somebody and then they get, because it's not just military. Mm -hmm. Like We're talking travel nurses. Yes. We're talking athletes. We're talking Absolutely. truck drivers. Anything that's going to keep you away from the crib for a grip. Strippers. Comedians. Travel strippers. Yeah, yeah, that part. Comedians come home. We come least. home. Don't you throw us. <laughs> 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 immediately we be cheating but we don't be we don't be second family overseas cheating mm. i ain't got a wife and kid in taiwan wait, wait you're making this home. personal <laughs> like the man's got a point i'm just saying i, I ain't never done just a gig that was enough to support another family in hoboken and kiss my ass it ain't there rod <laughs> what Right, I ain't worried about supporting no family <laughs> at all. What do you do when that shift happens? Because that's exactly why that's exactly what I want to get to when we're talking about the scam of long distance relationships and trick long distance relationships that are created because of long distance work. 
you all are used to being around each other. And then he gets a call. Hey, baby, I got an Echo Bravo Foxtrot. I got an Echo Foxtrot X-ray. I got to go Bravo Victor immediately. See you in two years. Roger that. What can (laughs) 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 What do you wish had happened in your situation that you think would have made it a different outcome? In my situation, my my situation couldn't have been changed because you don't change people's pathology when they don't want to change. What did he do and how did you find out? Because I know that's what Rod waiting on. Yes. So let me just push back. So <laughs> there were flat, his behavior changed. There was an attitude shift. Rookie and, mistake. And I knew something was off. So for me, I kind of played it off because of the distance between us. We were bi-coastal. Much like you said, my job had not approved me to work, telework from that same location. So I was kind of buying, we were buying time. So he had the wonderful opportunity to run amok in the streets. Then he accused me of, (laughs) on my birthday weekend, he accused me of switching teams. He basically accused me of being a lesbian when we had a right house out guest. of the Joseph Goebbels playbook. Accuse the other <laughs> side of that which you are guilty. Bam. Mm-hmm. So, which I caught on to because things he accused me of were just a reflection of things that he'd done. I came to find out. So short of the long, I was in a fog. I did not understand why this was happening, but because he got sloppy, um, information started to come to me, started to reveal to me. And then I figured out the password to his phone. And that's when I became B613. So I went Mm -hmm. black for about two months and I just started (laughs) collecting. Wow. And while he was on the West Coast, that is when he cheated. He received a text message from her and it was in reference to my child. And I said, oh, that's the button. And that's when I called an attorney. Fellas, listen to me and listen to me more than you've ever listened to me before. Okay, here we go. No side hoes, just side pussy. Stop getting in relationships with people. Just fuck them. You're already in a relationship. Why are you doing this, you idiot? You didn't happen to do anything in silent retaliation to this guy. In retaliation, no. But I certainly, um, while I was searching through some information, um, I discovered a little medicine bottle. Um, filled with sildenafil. And for those who don't know what sildenafil is, it is the generic of Viagra. And I noticed the date on it, and it was months before he ever came to Atlanta, and 10 of the 30 pills were missing, which further lets me know I was not the recipient of that boost. So (laughs) I remember a conversation I had with my mom one day, and she said, yeah, Viagra looks just like a leave. And I said, Interesting. And I just happen to have some leave in my medicine cabinet. So <laughs> I swapped it out. And 
put it back in that lovely Hartman carry-on I purchased for him a few mm-hmm. years before. And Ooh, the top as shelf. he traveled, the top shelf um, you know, hopefully he got to think clearer and think about things instead of <laughs> think clearer, you know. <laughs> My question would be, why would you expect him to be faithful on the other side of the country? One, why wouldn't you? Because logically, it makes no sense. He took a pinky promise in front of Jesus at the church in front of all the samples. Go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. (laughs) What he said. And and moreover, it's not. and, And to your point, I get it. But that also implies no man is faithful. Um, no man is faithful. And no one's perfect. In the traditional sense. Yeah. In the traditional sense. The hell that mean? I would hope there is a faithful man out there. I think I know I'm looking at one. Thank you. God damn it. I, I'm sure you two are lovely, I, although I don't know you personally. You're looking at two. <laughs> We traveled back and forth, but apparently that's clear. That obviously wasn't enough. But again, someone has to want it. And when your pathology weighs greater than, then that's what it is. So in my case, I counted a blessing that I found out. So Mm -hmm. I did not waste any more time. So at this point, I'm on some Cheryl Pepsi Riley. Thanks for my child. And Aww. make sure your payment hit. Okay. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. You said you were together 10 years. What were Correct. the red flags that you saw before you got married? How long did it take this man to ask you to marry him as well? The red flag was that he had children from a previous relationship that he did oh. not disclose. Oh. Now, I'll say this. I'll say this. In the military community, it is unfortunately common for people to have a relation, a marriage and a child or children from that first relationship. But because, as my grandfather said, they're young and dumb, things just don't pan out. And because, you know, like a bad offense, you three and out, you know, you can escape your situation and and move on and then have a stellar relationship with your with your second spouse. Okay, one last thing for me. Okay. Okay, I apologize for interrupting, but I'm just curious. Mm -hmm. You haven't lost your love, have you? Because you still look very happy. I have not. Good. Good. And I am. And thank you for that. Her name is Joy. Yeah, I know. It's kind of a default of the name, which I appreciate. I thank my my mother for that. Absolutely. She's Joy. She's always Joy. And I've been taught that um, when people walk out of your life and make that sort of decision, it's for a reason. Absolutely. So when people ghost you, you know, respect the dead. Well, you are a survivor and we appreciate you so much for being honest about sharing your scars and sharing your growth. And uh, we look forward to seeing you there at the at the border as we're trying (laughs) to smuggle in some black tar heroin as our retirement plan. The Powerball did not. How about that? You know, might have to swallow a couple drug condoms. Oh, this Comedy Central contract re-up don't come you know, around. We'll see what happens. Some balloons and some Maylocks. See how it works for you. All right. Thank you, Joy. Later, Joy. Joy. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Mm-hmm. 
Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroesfilm.com to get tickets now. RoyceJaffe at gmail.com if you want to be a part of this program. We would love to have you on and have you share something terrible. What? You know, that's what we like. We like to know what's going on terrible in your life. JG, who do we have on the line? Terrible. Okay, we have Steve from upstate New York. And Steve works in finance for a major university. And he's going to talk with you, Roy, about the time he got in trouble for missing work because his heart stopped. Hi, Steve. Doing good. How are you doing? Now, the people listening can't see this, but my man Steve is outside on the porch, chilling. Birds chirping and shit. Tell us about this heart attack, man. I got sick. Just a normal, like, flu kind of thing. And I called in, like you normally would, and just called out because of stomach bug. And it got bad enough. I got super dehydrated and uh, ended up going into the hospital. (laughs) But while I'm in the hospital... Sitting there talking to the doctor, I'm having a conversation with him one moment, and the next minute everybody's yelling, he's awake, he's awake. What? <laughs> because in the interim there, for about 11 seconds, my heart stopped, and therefore I stopped recording. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, what mean? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so, at least I thought that they were just like fucking with me about the heart stopping thing and everything, but you know, apparently that's what happened. For like 11 seconds, my heart stopped. So, like, I spent three days in the hospital while they try and figure out why. It happened because, you know, pretty decent health. They like run all the tests and everything. They're all things are good, except for except for the illness that took me in there. (laughs) So while they're checking this out, we keep giving updates to my employer. Like not even like it was always kind of a friendly atmosphere. So like I'm not just like I'm still out. I'm like literally like, you know, this is what's going on. (laughs) Tests, you know, they know that my heart stopped, (laughs) all this stuff. (laughs) Um, So when I get back to the office, I go in to see the CFO, my direct boss. And uh He's like talking to me and he's like, you know, I'm, I'm telling him about all that happened and he's doing all the, the wow, that's crazy and you're sure you're right now and all those kinds of things that, you know, people, you know, have to say basically. Yeah. And he slides me this paper. He says, I need you to find this. Excuse me? And the paper is from the vice president of operations who has written me up. You're kidding. For not making a payment while I was in the hospital because my heart had stopped. Oh, stop playing. Word. Whoa. Because... 
they lost like $1,200 on a discount they could have gotten for an early payment because I didn't pay it because I wasn't there. Dirty game, dirty world. Right. You were in the hospital. And my whole thought was like, you know, I wasn't in the building. This is why I didn't handle this thing. And he's like, well, you should have planned for this. As if like I had it on my calendar. They're like, you know, and Thursday, dead. Friday, you know. <laughs> Friday alive again. I applied to seven jobs before I left the building that day. <laughs> wow. Using their computer. Yes. I mean, you had a new lease on life. You might as well start over. You know what I mean? Just. So if you weren't in the hospital, you would still be dead. Yeah. Okay. I just I happened to be hooked up to all the machines. So they got to see it go flatline at the time. But yeah, I would, I would be in a rough spot if I hadn't been there. Wow. You, I, I can tell this is a man. See, the people can't see your beard, but you've got a <laughs> goddamn beard. Like, the, yeah. Did you hear what he just said, third? He called death a rough spot. A rough <laughs> spot. Thank you, bro. Yeah, I'd have been in a rough spot, but you know how to, to figure it, was it only, out. God it was damn. only 11 seconds. It was only 11 <laughs> seconds, but you know, it was a tough 11. <laughs> I barely remember it. <laughs> I barely remember it. <laughs> Well played. Well played. Roy, it's uh, interesting. Before you uh, came on and kind of intimated that Steve might be able to help out JG as an intimacy coordinator because he's, uh, you know, he's he's dealing with complicated intimacy in his own crib. Oh, expand, Steve. All right. Well, I mentioned that my girlfriend is the one that got me into the university. Okay. Yeah. I currently live with my girlfriend, her husband, my wife, my daughter, her son. (laughs) Okay, motherfucker, hang on. <laughs> I knew it. We was almost off the phone with you. We was almost done, Steve. You live with your girlfriend? Yep. Her husband? Yes. Okay, that's three people. Yep. You live with your girlfriend's husband? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. And my wife, yeah. And yeah. your wife? So you and your wife live with your side chick's husband. That's four. <laughs> yep. Well, excuse me, girlfriend, because it's side means the wife don't know, but your wife right. clearly no, she's, knows. She's quite aware. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. So then that's just a. Is that a quadruple? It ain't a thruple. <laughs> that's a quadruple. Who else so, is in the house? And then I have a a sixteen year old daughter with my wife, okay. and okay. my girlfriend has a son who's almost a year old. Okay. Your girlfriend has a son with Wait, her husband or with probably. you? Yeah. We're pretty sure it's husbands, but you know. All right. Couple questions. <laughs> Couple questions, Steve. Who shows up to the PTA meetings? Oh. Often mm. up to four of us. <laughs> okay. That's like what? a teacher nightmare. How you doing? I hear my daughter's doing bad in school. I'm Steve. This is my wife. That's my girlfriend. That's her husband. Good to meet you. We're here to talk about Debbie. Well, the funny thing is, I don't have to explain it because my daughter, since she was like 10 years old, was like a, has been a little activist about the whole polyamory thing. So there isn't a teacher oh. she's ever had that she hasn't told within the first week what her family situation is. So I don't even have to worry about it. The tenement that I made for this show when I started it, Steve, was that we would only talk about things through the prism of employment to keep our podcast from wandering aimlessly into topics that don't respect the North Star of this program. <laughs> but I got to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Who initiates sex? And... Can anybody just walk in and be like, oh, cool. Can I, I got next? Like, how <laughs> respectfully, how does this work? How does intimacy work? Who split, how do y'all split the bills? Do you split the bills four ways? Or do both men still fall into traditional gender roles? Like, 
How does a polyamorous house work? fiscally well, from the first part the intimacy question generally obviously you know there, there is a lot of more communication than your average relationship but we also kind of have rooms like my wife and i have a room her, my girlfriend and her husband have a room and then my wife my girlfriend and i have another room that's kind of like you know our room for your date nights and stuff like that so that there's a little bit of a geographical zoning going in there so people aren't walking in <laughs> if not invited, which doesn't stop like invitations necessarily from happening, but just kind of like, you know, they're, they're lines of demarcation, so to speak, so people aren't just wandering in. Um, as far as like, you know, the normal shit, the, the, the money and stuff like that, we all, you know, chip in for things like the, the mortgage and, and gas bill and stuff like that. Independently, you know, services that individuals are using, we're paying for ourselves or whatever. But you know what, <laughs> you know what we need to do? You know what we need to do with Steve, JG? I just thought of it. Because the next Rod's relationship fair that we're doing is going to be all about the military and the cheating that happens mm -hmm. on deployments and the cheating that happens with the spouses yes. who are still stateside. Mm -hmm. And I know that this polyamorous fucking ass veteran that would thank you for your service. Thank you. I know this motherfucker. I know Steve knows some stories about people who be fucking in the barracks. Oh yeah. We want you to come back on, Steve. Please, Please come Absolutely. back on Absolutely. because we have a show designated for relationships, and that's where we're going to continue this conversation. <laughs> this is so too much. Questions. Yes, so many questions. It's too much, Steve. We got to We got to go. Steve. <laughs> Steve is an amateur intimacy coordinator, and I'm all about it. I need no. to know. <laughs> I'm all about it. You might take your job, JG. You know how you to negotiate sex. You can tell me sex. more, but no. Yeah. That's some that's some heavy negotiation, bro. I respect the shit out of it, Steve. You already know, man. That takes communication skills. Real talk. Steve, you're gonna be a two timer. <laughs> we gonna yeah. we gonna have he already a full timer, a two timer. He is a four time. Does that make him a six timer instantly? Does that make him a six timer? Is that what we do? You never know. Thank you so much, Steve. I'm gonna leave you Bye, to your Steve, chirping birds you. and your peaceful life out there. <laughs> Should have been talking to him about this the whole time. I didn't know anything about that. I just knew that if we started talking about this, we would never get to the heart attack. So I intentionally <laughs> held on to this. I held on to this until the end on purpose because I was like, oh, if we start God. going down this road, I don't know, man. I, I don't know, man. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.